Straw Hut Media. When you were little, you probably pictured what your wedding day would look like. From what flavored cake you'll serve to what color the flower decorations would be. Or maybe you just thought about who would end up at the end of the aisle. Like the classmate that sat next to you in kindergarten and let you share their crayons. So when the time finally comes to plan your big day, it's a huge deal. If a large celebration is your thing, then you'll probably look for vendors and color schemes and outfits. This is exactly what Lawrence and Michael went to do, but it wasn't as magical as they had dreamed. When they went on Pinterest for wedding inspiration, they couldn't find a single photo of a couple that looked like them. They're black and gay. And Pinterest boards today don't have very much representation at all. But luckily, there's a new wedding platform where minorities can find nothing but representation and love. I'm Levi Chambers, and this is Pride. Michael Bryan and Lawrence Broughton co-founded Black Gay Weddings, and if the title doesn't give away what they do, we'll get into that in a second. First, let's meet the couple. Well, hello, I am Michael Broughton, his husband. (laughs) And I am Lawrence Broughton, uh, his husband. Michael and Lawrence have been partners for 15 years. Life partner for, uh, what, 15 years now? 15 years, married for four. Lawrence grew up in Atlanta, and before the couple found each other and started their company, he served in the U.S. military for 24 years. Uh, currently work for the federal government in the Department of Homeland Security. So I'm, I'm guessing then you have like great security clearance. It, it's okay. You know, I couldn't, I could, I, but I can't skip the line at TSA when we go to, when we go on flights or any place like that, you know. I can't abuse any kind of authority. Unfortunately, he doesn't get to skip security lines and just walk onto an airplane like he owns the place. Well, at least not yet. But Lawrence still has a lot of power and influence, especially in the Black community. Michael and Lawrence co-founded Black Gay Weddings, an online community where LGBTQIA couples of color are able to share the most special moments of their lives with the world. And it all started with their special day. Black Gay Weddings came to be after um, we got married in 2017. He swears I don't can't remember the day we got married. But we got married October 14th, 2017. And we had this amazing wedding in Las Vegas. We had a wonderful planner, um, had a great team of people that helped to make our day amazing. But in order to create this fabulous wedding team, Michael and Lawrence had to check in with each vendor and ask if they were okay working with a black gay couple. And that kind of made us uncomfortable. Every time, you know, we went to actually talk to a uh, talk to a vendor, that was, uh, you know, it was, it was unsettling to have to actually you know, pre-qualify, you know, that, you know, we're, we're two gay black men getting ready to get married. And uh, uh, are you okay with that? Are you okay with taking our money? They basically had to ask every person involved in their special day if it was okay for them to be gay. And unfortunately, it's not a surprise that some people said no, especially with how little representation black gay men are given in the media. As we were planning, as most people do, even heterosexual couples, you 
you look to Pinterest, you look to all kinds of other publications and magazine, wedding magazines for inspiration to get ideas for what you might want to do for your day. And one of the things that we noticed that was consistent throughout, even just not just wedding magazines, but LGBTQ publications that feature weddings was that we didn't really get to see a lot of minorities, black, brown people, Latinos. We just didn't see it. I mean, every once in a while you might see a pop up or, you know, someone might have um, may have featured a, a black couple or a Latino couple or an interracial couple. So we were like, well, why is that? Michael and Lawrence knew this issue affected more than just them. All of the major bridal outlets favored white couples and rarely included any other race or culture in their content. I mean, we, we literally, you know, went through pages upon pages of websites just trying to figure out, well, why? <laughs> why are we not represented? I mean, we are getting married, you know, and we know that other people are getting married. So what, 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 was, the, what was the problem with that? The answers to those questions aren't easy to find. There's still so much work to be done in order to obtain equal representation of all races and backgrounds in the media. The couple knew this, and one night, Lawrence had an idea. Lawrence woke up one day and he said, well, why don't we find the remedy to this? What can we do? And I was like, I don't know. You know, I don't know. We, we, we're not the answer. I, at that time, I didn't think we were. <laughs> and so he said, well, why not create he just woke up out of bed one morning and said, like, we should create something like Black Gay Weddings. And I went, Black Gay Weddings. At first, Michael was weary of the concept. If media outlets wouldn't even include Black people in their content, why would they pay attention to a business called Black Gay Weddings? Because we want to be bold and we want to make a statement. And, you know, that's going to make people want to look even further and be like, okay, well, what does a Black Gay Wedding look like? And I was like, okay, I guess that could work. And so they started. They posted their wedding photos for everyone to see, and then began to search and share other people's photos onto their account. And then it just kind of caught on, and then it became a whole thing, and here we are. <laughs> you know, I don't know how many years later, th th three years later, yep. here we are with, you know, like a whole blog, a whole publication, and we have tons of inclusive wedding professionals that have joined our directory and become a part and the couples and and people in general just love it because they say that you, they come to this page and they get so inspired because the one they get to see themselves for those outside of the lgbtq plus community who haven't been exposed to queer culture if you ask them to picture what a gay man looks like they probably will think of some stereotypical gay best friend, a white man who cares about his hygiene and has great style. But as you know, being gay can look a lot of different ways. I worked on precision guided missiles, for God's sake. You know, so I'm not afraid <laughs> of uh, danger. So I'm not, you know, some, you know, person that you would think is, oh, well, he's a fruitcake. That's not me. That's not my personality. And that's, and for a lot of the people that we showcase on Black Gay Weddings, that's not who they are. So you can't just put everybody in one basket and say, hey, you know, you're all gay and you're all, all flaky or whatever the case might be, because that's not the case at all. It's no surprise that even in 2021, there's still a lot of fear when it comes to coming out as gay or part of the LGBTQ community in any way. 
and in the black community, it can be even more overwhelming. They struggle with extreme stereotypes and the pressure to be the ideal muscular black man that everyone expects them to be. Lawrence said he felt pressured to stay in the closet, especially while he was deployed. I've had my share of closeted life um, because of the fact that there was, you know, no gays allowed. Then there was don't ask, don't tell. And there was just a whole mess of mess going on in the military um, with, uh, with basically allowing us to express ourselves. I mean, I've, I've gone on three deployments, three wars, and the last one, you know, I actually had to, you know, talk on the phone with my, my then fiance in cryptic language. Yo, what up, G? How, how's it going? What's hanging? What's, what's happening at the house? You know, just trying again, like you said, you know, portraying that, that masculine, you know, over the top macho, uh, machoism and, Having to deploy, you know, I, I'll tell you, I actually had to hang out with the guys, you know, on the on the way over to Afghanistan. We went to a, a few strip clubs and, you know, they bought me lap dances and, you know, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, inside, I'm like, what the hell am I doing? He was living a lie every day and it was exhausting, as you might expect. But what was his other option? He was surrounded by a don't ask, don't tell culture. This meant that as long as he didn't live openly queer, he could continue to serve his country. But if they discovered that he loved a man, he could be discharged from the military and his career would be over. It wasn't until September 2011 when policies changed to allow members of the LGBTQ community to serve their country and live freely and openly. So you have that. Then you have the black church. It started with the black church that has Well, I can this... speak to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. According to Lawrence, another aspect of the black community that makes coming out challenging is its strong foundation in religion. Lawrence and I both are PKs, and if you know what that acronym preaches, kids. And so we have a, a, a very deep religious background. Um, we basically... We're in church 24-7. We cut the lights on and we cut them off. So that pretty much tells you where we come from, both being from the South. I have keys. And one of the stigmas, you know, <laughs> in the Black the black church is, you know, you know, super religious, like, gay, you know the whole thing. It's an abomination. You're going to hell. And just in a lot of Black homes, African-American homes, um, it's, you know, it's taught that this is a, this is a sin. You will go to hell for it. We talk about faith a lot on this podcast because it affects so many young and adult LGBTQ plus people. They struggle with accepting who they are because of their faith. But Michael says acceptance comes with time. We were just talking about this the other night. Your faith changes like you're you, you mature and like, what do I really believe? And we believe that God is love and that he loves everyone. And because I'm gay, that's not going to send me to hell. But, you know, a lot of of black people who are in the church and um, you'll find the, the choir director 90 times out of 10 is gay. But he's afraid to say that because 
they may take this position away from me. You know, I love music. I love teaching the choir, but because I'm a, a gay man, they might sit me down and they may not want to you they may not want to use me anymore or have me be the choir director or the Sunday school teacher or whatever it is. They will dress fabulously. Yeah. But despite the challenges and the fear of what could happen if they came out, Michael and Lawrence saw it as a risk they had to take. So that's that's just one of the things. Um, like the, we got to a point where it's like nobody. I I want to live in my truth. I want to be true to who I am. I found the person that that I love and that I want to live with for the rest of my life. And I don't care what anyone else thinks. Um, it is what it is. They also acknowledge that not everyone has reached this point in their lives. Not everyone is ready to come out. We still have a lot of black men who I was just on a clubhouse the other night and I was listening to people say how their families don't talk to them or don't want anything to do with them because of their sexuality. So it's better for them to just keep it in the closet to stay, to to be accepted. They even go on to marry, you know, marry a woman just to cover up, you know, their sexuality. So there's a lot of work that still needs to be done in that area. And for Michael, he still sees intolerance towards LGBTQ plus people from the Black community. And just the other day, I was actually in, in Home Depot wearing our Black Gay Wedding swag. And I had a, I had a question about, you know, a particular uh, screw that would fit a bracket. And I walked up to two gentlemen, uh, one white, one black. Um, and I immediately read disgust on the face of the black guy. And the white guy was more than willing to help. So that that just tells you that we still have a long, long way to go in our community as far as being able to accept that love is love. And, you know, yes, we're showcasing love. Yes, we're showcasing black gay love. But we're also you know, trying to inspire acceptance. You know, and trying to change, shift the paradigm to, you know, being able to allow individuals to love who they love without bias, without any preconceived notions about who they are as people. When we come back, we'll talk about people who are in the wedding business for all the wrong reasons and the inspiring power of love. Welcome back. Today we're talking with Michael and Lawrence, a power couple who took their wedding photos and turned them into an inclusive platform where Black queer people can feel represented. When Michael and Lawrence were creating Black gay weddings, they had one goal in mind. I want a place where people can come and be able to share their love stories and not receive any judgment. And to know that there are other couples out there just like you, like we're just as normal as anybody else. They created a platform where their community can come together and celebrate love. And on top of sharing photos from weddings, they also compile vendors, venues, and other resources for people to reference when planning their special day. I wanted to open the listings and the directories up to any professional business that is LGBTQIA plus friendly. Uh, someone that, you know, gives back to the community and someone that 
embraces and respects the community because far far too often you know we'll open up our wallets and we'll give money to people that really don't like us and you know that that's that's beneficial to them but it just tears a part of my soul every time it happens you know it's like I, I I can't stress enough how important it is that we start supporting those who support us. Exactly. You don't want to give your money to someone who doesn't like you, as my husband said. And that was another part to this that we were adamant about doing, making sure that the community was aware of people who really do love and support our community. So we wanted to make sure that it, it was that also. That was another important part to us. Remember when Lawrence said he would ask each vendor if they were okay working with a black gay couple? He had to ask if they were okay accepting his money. What Lawrence and Michael quickly discovered was just because a vendor agrees to work at a same-sex wedding, it doesn't make them an ally. And we started noticing that there were quite a few vendors who don't want to say that they have worked mm -hmm. with a gay couple. Now they want your money. And they'll but, show their work. But they don't want to say, and so what we learned from this particular uh, situation was I kept like trying to tag and mention the baker that did this fabulous cake and I was like well why can't I tag her like what's going on well they blocked us and I was like well why mm -hmm. and so then I went and I looked on from a different page of course to see okay well is it just that we're blocked and so it was and so I looked down this particular baker's page and I noticed that for every cake that this baker made, she showed the couple With the that cake. the cake belonged to, that she designed it for. However, the couple that she made the cake for that was featured on our page, she only posted the cake, didn't say who it was for, what it was made, any of that. And I went, wow, I wonder, do they even know? And then it went even further. It was the designer who did like all the flowers and made the whole day what it was was only sharing the pictures of the setup, never who the client was. And I thought, well, wow, this is interesting. You're showing all your heterosexual couples. And I'm sure this, this couple, this was an amazing wedding. They, I, just based on pictures alone, they probably spent well over $150,000 for this wedding. But you don't want anyone to know that you worked with an LGBTQ couple. It's why Michael and Lawrence created their directory and founded a space where couples can know they're working with businesses who support them 100%. Because we cannot continue to keep giving money to people who don't want anything to do with us. You want my money, but you don't want me. That is a problem. Mm -hmm. So if you can't be inclusive, if you can't accept us, then you can't accept my money. Absolutely not. At the time of this interview, Black Gay Weddings had 35 official vendors on their site, and they hope to continue to grow that number. We're just starting, so we are bringing people on at a discounted rate. Um, no matter if we get up to 10,000 vendors, we get up to 100,000 vendors, they will always be featured. Why? Because they joined us in the initial stages. In addition to vendors, Black Gay Weddings, or BGW, has its very own officiant squad. There was a couple out of New York that oh that just yeah, happened you know that mm -hmm. wanted to get married and they you know the officiant backed out on them at the last minute and I was like oh my goodness we're still going through this so yeah you don't want to marry same-sex couples you know in a religious ceremony 
So I thought long and hard, and I was like, you know what? This will never happen again. Lawrence even became an ordained minister so that he could help couples have a positive experience on their wedding day, free of all judgment. I actually performed my first wedding on Saturday. <laughs> so He did. It was a fabulous um, wedding. You know, so it's, it's about making love accessible to everyone and not just straight people, <laughs> you know, because that, that's, that's just, my mind is just constantly working on how we can improve, you know, what's available to our community. The message behind BGW is love and acceptance. Michael says they want to make people feel less alone. It's okay. Um, there, are, there are tons of us out there. There are others just like you and that we're cheering you on as well. Um, this page was created to celebrate love. And again, just to just normalize who we are as people, we're people. We love just like everyone else. We, we bleed red blood like everyone else. So we're just as normal. And um, I think one of the things that we hear a lot when people come to Black Awareness or they somehow stumble upon us in the middle of it, because everybody gets in the bed and before you go to bed, what are you doing? You're on your phone and stuff is popping up everywhere. At least I know that's what I'm doing. And um, when they stumble upon Black Gay Weddings, we get <laughs> these really great DMs from people or just the comments. I'm like, oh my God, like, I didn't know this existed. And wow, I'm so, I'm inspired. Like, man, this is so cool. And they're just like, and sometimes it's, I don't know about you, but sometimes I get just a little bit annoyed when somebody goes down the entire page liking everything, but they're just <laughs> so it. overwhelmed by it. And this, all you see is like, 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 I don't like, you know, there's like almost a thousand posts. Like there's no way you're gonna be able to like everything, but it just shows the impact of when you're able to see yourself and what visibility means and what representation means. And um, it makes them feel all the more like, it's okay, like, I'm in a good space, I'm in a safe space, this is great. There are other people that are just like me. You know, I'm not the oddball. And just, I'm not gonna add too much to what Michael said because we, we feel the same way. But I will add just one word, a one word answer, and that's hope. You know, I, I want people when they see our platform that there is hope, not only for love, but for acceptance. Yeah. People who stumble upon Black Gay Weddings are often so excited and they can't believe that this platform exists. It's almost like when they say in church, you found Jesus <laughs> and they come, they come to the page and it's like, if, if they were in the closet, they're like, what have I been doing? Like, what am I hiding for? And they're like, forget this. I'm just going to do me and be me because if this is the, you know, Every, nobody wants to be alone forever. You want to know that there's the promise of finding your forever person. And I think, like I said, when they stumble on this page or onto our account or the website or however they find us, and they see all this love that just permeates our page, they're like, you know what? You know what? Damn what everybody else thinks. I'm just going to do me and be me, and it, it, it's, it's all good. Black Gay Weddings also serves another purpose to help encourage more people to be allies to the LGBTQ plus community. There was a guy in London that said, before I saw your platform, I was so against same-sex marriage. But after looking down your page, 
and looking at each and every couple that you have featured, all I see is love. And I see more love on this page than I see in a heterosexual reality. So thank you. And that just made my day. This light bulb moment is important to help ensure that the next generation of kids grow up with accepting parents. Because let's face it, a lot of us realize we're part of the LGBTQ plus community way before we even think about marriage. I think you know at a certain age, like you can look at a child or kind of tell like which way or what direction they're gonna go. And just like, I always knew, you know, I always use the analogy of um, playing. <laughs> I love the easy bake oven, okay, don't judge me. And I would play with my friend across the street who had a bunch of dolls and I'd be like, girl, give me Ken. So I like Ken and it's just, it is what it was. And who knew I was gonna marry my own Ken doll. So, you know, um, we we give, we do, we, we do give a lot of hope because there are, and there are a lot more parents that have been my mom for one, who is a huge supporter, or should I say our mom, because I share my mother with, with Lawrence as well. And she is always on there commenting and cheering other couples on. She is a huge advocate um, for even when I visit my mom and I go home and I meet other uh, queer kids and they're like, oh my God, I just love your mom. She just embraced me. And she took me and she told me all about your wedding. I feel like I know you. And she told me about this platform that you guys have. And I'm just, you know, and it helps the parents too. We get a lot of parents of, of people in the community who really don't know. And, and then they come, like I said, they come to our page and they're like, okay, okay, I get it. I, it's very eye-opening for them. It opens them up to a whole new world of possibilities. The parent of an LGBTQ plus child goes through a lot. They want their kids to be safe, but it's clear by the horrendous news headlines that people in the LGBTQ plus community aren't always safe, which is why it was such an important moment when Lawrence told Michael's mom that he would take care of her son. That left my mom in a, that left my mom in a really good mood knowing that her child, because I think one of the things we don't talk about is how the parent must feel. They carry a heavy load. You know, when you're the parent of an LGBTQ, a child that's a part of the community, what they must go through. And my mom shared some things with me that I never knew, you know, that there were people who didn't understand, you know, me being gay and they were like heckling her and taunting her, you know, and it's a whole process even for them. So it's been helpful to parents and friends who, who have friends who are gay and to help them better understand, you know. To see the amazing community they've created, to get your own inspiration for your wedding, or just to follow along on their journey, you can follow Michael and Lawrence. Well, they can find us at one, our website, blackgayweddings.com. Um, you can find us on Instagram, which is at blackgayweddings, and as well as our Twitter, which is at blackgaywedding. And we're also on Facebook, Black Gay Weddings. So you can't miss us. If you type in Black Gay Weddings, you will, we're going to pop up for sure. Their platform and community is constantly growing, and you can now find them on YouTube by visiting bgw.tv. And if you're a vendor and you're out there and you're interested in joining our, our directory of inclusive uh, wedding professionals, as well as if you're an LGBTQ-owned business, um, please check out the LGBTQ biz list, and that is lgbtqbizlist.com. Or you can just always come back to blackgayweddings.com and you can find out more about our LGBTQ business.
Pride is a production of Straw Hut Media. If you like the show, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Pride. And be sure to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share this episode with your friends and subscribe to our podcast for more stories from amazing queer people. If you'd like to connect with me, you can follow me everywhere at Levi Chambers. Pride is produced by me, Levi Chambers, Maggie Bowles, Ryan Tillotson, and Caitlin McDaniel. Edited by Sebastian Alcala and Daniel Ferreira. Sound mixing by Sebastian Alcala. really can help the the world in a larger scale with just normalizing a same-sex wedding. Like you said, it's just a wedding. When you really look at it, like, although we would love unicorns and fairies, that would be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> right, right.